0: What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. I'm your host, Sif, and I'm the founder of Icing and Glitter, which is a blog, Instagram page, and YouTube channel. You guys may know today's guest if you follow me on Instagram because it is none other than my trainer, Nikita. Guys, I have gotten so many requests to have Nikita on the show, which is not at all surprising because you guys have seen from my stories how good he is at his job. So a bit of a backstory, I met Nikita last year when I went to his class, Beachy Workout. Not only was this workout absolutely phenomenal, about five minutes into the class, Nikita pointed out that I have mobility issues with my ankle, and I remember thinking in my head, I gotta get this dude to train me. I have a history of ankle injuries, and to have someone catch on to it so quickly just blew me away. It's a testament to Nikita's talent as a trainer. When it comes to the human body, he knows it all. We get into so much in today's episode, all things fitness, specifically booty since that's his expertise. We also talk about diet, supplements, and intermittent fasting. Today's episode is packed with information and actionable tips, and you guys are going to love it. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to remind you to please leave the show a review if you're enjoying it. It only takes a minute, but really helps the show grow. As a thank you, I'm sending everyone who subscribes to and reviews the show a goodie bag. And yes, I mean literally everyone. Just send me a screenshot to sifa.h91 at gmail.com and I'll send it right to your door. And with that, let's welcome Nikita to the show. All right. So Nikita, (laughs) tell everyone a bit about your background. So... You had a serious injury and you sort of like rose from that adversity and came out a lot stronger. So let's get into that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So basically what happened at the age of 21, I was supposed to play professional basketball. And uh, unfortunately, right before I was supposed to fly uh, overseas to Europe, I ended up going to a doctor and finding out that I have avascular necrosis, which is basically avascular means blood, necrosis means cell death. Mm-hmm. And uh I ended up actually crying in uh in the what's it called? In the office 'cause he said, Listen, you need to put a metal rod in your hip and and you probably will never play and I didn't have a plan B at the time. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna make money playing basketball and I've always been active all my life. So It was very difficult for me, and for the longest time, I was already a personal trainer at that time, and I was Mm -hmm. uh, graduating. I was was supposed to graduate from Bachelor's of Science, honors Bachelor's of Science in Kinesiology from York University, and uh, I was just like, I don't, I didn't know what to do. So, because I was already in the fitness industry, I was trying to figure out how can I fix myself. And I started going to a lot of physiotherapy. At that time, I wasn't making that much money, so I couldn't afford as much. So I started kind of shifting into movement therapy. So figure out how can you fix yourself. And uh, I went through about three-year depression because I couldn't fix myself. Uh, It was very difficult, almost flunked out of university. But then over time, I just kind of decided not put the responsibility on others. I used to put, p- oh, okay, I'll go to physiotherapy, They will fix me. Instead, I started, like, what can I do myself? I started taking different courses, educating myself, doing different movement, and eventually started to get better, better, and better. And I shifted into movement literacy slash functional range conditioning and just learning more about the body because it was my already my background. And from there, by, like, age of 25, 26, I really dove in so much harder into it and I started to feel better, better, and better. First of all, I had to overcome mental blocks. And then I c- was able to overcome physical blocks. But that's when I learned a lot about the body, working with different ph- uh, physical therapists, mm-hmm. different chiropractors. And uh, it really, really helped me all together to learn what I know about the body and how I use my approach to training. Because I work with a lot of professional athletes using the same stuff, like some bikini models mm-hmm. later on, and... Um, regular models right and it was it basically like the injury even though it ended one of my dreams it kind of helped me become who i became due to the fact that i learned so much so it was like a blessing in disguise
0: yeah i mean and you really made the (coughs) most of it and i think it's like it's it's a pretty incredible story to see like someone pivot and like make the most of such a terrible decision as opposed to like letting it drain them so i think like I guess like that is where your like whole motivation thing comes from as well. So it comes from like such a genuine place, which is awesome.
1: Uh, The big thing for me was I didn't want to see anybody in pain. Mm -hmm. So if you ever look at any great person, it's like the product they create, they create from, they go through some kind of issue and they create a solution to that issue. My issue was I was in pain myself and I was like, I'm 21 years old at that time. I look super good at that time and uh, I can't move like I can't sit in the chair for longer than 15 minutes. My hip is in pain. Right. Uh, My mental state is drained. So I didn't know what to do. So I kind of started just looking for a solution and finding like, how can you still look the same way or get better? And you had to turn to function like you had to get away from the. Uh, old school ways of training and all like now i would say instagram ways of training whatever whatever kind of cells and you had to go dive in back to basics learn more about anatomy function and figure out how you can make that sexy for yourself or understand the concepts so you go like, okay i'll do this and then we'll shift to something else similar stuff that i do with you right mm-hmm. like i make you do some smaller exercises right first so much mobility work and then i'll go like all right now you're prepared to do this bigger exercise but now you get the benefit from that bigger exercise and you feel it in the right area yeah and the priming of the body that's something that people don't understand how to do
0: so i guess the next question then can be like why is mobility work important because i guess that's one of the lessons you've learned through your own journey i suppose
1: yeah um the thing is we overlook if you don't have the mobility at particular joint let's say you have four major joints that we usually concentrate on let's ankle hip Shoulder and spine, right? Knee is a smaller joint, so let's say not talk about it. But if you have restrictions of those joints, you cannot perform the big movements properly. And a lot of times, people still force the movements, and they just kind of—they're capable of doing it, but they do it with incorrect form. And over time, what ends up happening? Over time, what ends up happening? You start creating shitty movement patterns. And then over time you start feeling pain somewhere and because your body not supposed to move that way. Uh, we have c- uh, compensation patterns, which are perfectly fine, which just saves us from an issue. But when you start getting pain, it's basically your body telling you, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're not, su- I'm not supposed to move that way. It's a warning sign. And if you do mobility and you prepare at every single joint level, and you can go through the movement so much smoother and the only thing now you concentrating results so some people and i'm not going to name any kind of workouts but there's a lot of workouts that like push you really really fast they'll make you hit do a hit and your body is not fully prepared for it you will sweat you'll get a really good workout you'll release endorphins so you'll be like damn son i had the best workout ever but then the next day your knees are hurting your back is hurting right so in the moment you feel good but in the long term, we don't feel good, right? So for me, it was the biggest issue to recognize because I wanted to get to fix myself within a day, within the week, within the month. But when it comes to body fat, uh, c- uh, loss, composition, change, getting stronger, you all know that journey takes like three, six months, a year, right? Because you got, it, it takes time. So if you use that approach, mobility training will help you continuously progress versus get a quick results and then come back to the same position
0: yeah and also I guess saves you from injuries because a lot of the times like I mean I'm sure so many people are familiar with the whole story that like okay they go really hard at the gym and then I guess they don't do their homework with like mobility or like work on that aspect and then they get really hurt and then they're sort of like thrown off for a while
1: well, let me ask you a question then have you been hurt from going to the gym before
0: yeah of course
1: and how did you feel if you couldn't go to the gym on a consistent basis?
0: so frustrated
1: and isn't the uh, the gym as your f- safe space yeah so what happens to you if you go really really hard you're enjoying and then all of a sudden something happens and you cannot go to your safe space for a month
0: yeah it's just the worst
1: because you get a mental uh, mental block yeah. and you start feeling shitty about mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. so we have a layer of fascia that surrounds our body that actually carries our feelings so whenever your mood changes your body can act up as well So you want to make sure that maybe you go a little bit lighter today at the gym or you don't go as, you know, don't go as high intensity and you do maybe a little bit mobility training. Maybe you do only 40 minutes versus an hour if you don't have a proper program, but then you can continuously have that your space, your time at the gym where you can relax and enjoy your workout. And you track your progress on a weekly basis and you know that you're getting better versus let let me kill myself. It's not about intensity. It's about consistency.
0: Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to do like mobility work before, like basically to prep their bodies for workouts, like are there any specific moves that you recommend everyone does? Or like how long would you recommend people do, I guess, that sort of prep work before a workout or after a workout?
1: So... Personally, I believe every person needs to spend about 10 minutes in the beginning of the workout Mm -hmm. preparing themselves for particular movement patterns. And usually it's a similar movement, but you just create more tension and you go with a lighter weight or no weight at all, and then you're just trying to really open up the ranges of motion. Um, Aside from, like, there's one big... uh, like a book that anybody could read and they can buy it. It's called A Supple Leopard or Becoming the Supple Leopard uh, by, by Dr. Kelly Stard. He also has a YouTube channel um, called uh, WAD Daily Mobility Workout. Uh, just just basically Google uh, Becoming Supple Leopard and mm-hmm. Kelly Starred And he has like a great YouTube channel where he brings down mobility stuff um more and more people get into mobility because they want to make sure that they maintain their body the idea behind it is the longevity and sustainability like do i want to be able to do things that i'm doing now at 40 50 60 right because people don't care about lifting heavier weights at 50 but they care about running around with their kids being able to go on a hike you know have sex without their hamstring cramping up whatever whatever it is you know what i mean So that is a really good book. I started learning a lot of stuff from there in the beginning. And um, in the end, I would say you got to spend after each workout also at least 10 minutes. Interesting. So in the beginning, 10 minutes would be nice. In the end, 10 minutes. And one big exercise, like it will always appear the same if you type in um, the world's greatest stretch. That would be an exercise that anybody can do. It's kind of like opens up majority of the things. Also, yoga exercise like cat camo or cat cow, however people want to call it, that's a good one. Uh, But usually just look at uh, ankle, hip, and shoulder and try to at least concentrate on each joint two to three exercises before starting a workout.
0: Love it. So you put a ton of emphasis on strong glutes. And I have to ask, like, why glutes specifically?
1: First of all, glutes are probably one of the biggest muscle groups in our body. Second, majority of the issues, so I spend, so I'm 32 now, and my first injury happened at about 15. So from about 17, because that's when I moved to Canada, till now, i am little been in physiotherapy every year. Now I actually go every week just to do a checkup because I have like, I have friends and physiotherapists so they take care of me, so I just do it as a, like people go to a spa, I go to a physiotherapy, <laughs> you know, to make sure that I move efficiently. It's not that I have any res- huge restrictions, but uh, if you ask majority of physiotherapists or chiropractors or osteopaths, you will find out, they'll say, the majority of the c- issues they see is with hips not moving properly. So, you know how we do hinge and squat? People don't know how to hinge and squat properly breaking from the hip. So, if your glutes don't fire properly, it throws off the whole body. So, you're walking improperly, you start getting low back pain, you start getting tight hip flexes you because your hip is not moving properly, then your upper body is not moving properly, so you get more slouched over. So, the whole premise of getting stronger glutes is You get more function, and it also looks good. Right. (laughs) Right? So, function is first, always. Mm -hmm. Function is first, always, but who doesn't like a nice, round ass?
0: Yeah, totally. Which is, I mean, what you do, it's your specialty. Um, Okay, so if someone wants to activate their glutes as opposed to their quads, what can they do at home?
1: So, this is a little bit challenging to explain over the podcast because... You kind of have to see some stuff but first of all if you have if your quads are firing like crazy make sure right now you type in in youtube couch stretch and do couch stretch like every single day twice a day three times a day 45 to 60 seconds because couch stretch will sorry couch stretch uh will help you open up that quad and you want to make sure that you release that quad because if the quad is tight it's always going to fire first Um, I do a mental exercise, so where I ask people to lie down on their um, back, put their hands, lay straight, put their hands under their buttocks, and squeeze both both butt butt cheeks, and just squeeze as hard as they can while keep their eyes closed. And then you wanna see which one fires up first, then you do right one or left one, and you just see, did your butt fire first or your quads fired up? If your quads tense out while doing that, that's not a good sign. Uh, And then from that position, when you start feeling a little bit better, what I would ask you to do, put a little bend, like those booty bends around your ankles, externally rotate your feet, squeeze your glutes, and as you externally rotating your feet and pulling your toes towards your shins, open up your legs as wide as possible so the bend creates as much resistance as possible to your legs, and as you externally rotating, you're gonna fire up those small, Glute muscles and that's like the easiest way to see if your glutes are firing up well or not. Prior to doing it, obviously don't forget to squeeze your abdominals.
0: So smart. Okay, so this leads the way into your workout, BG workout. So tell everyone what BG workout is.
1: So how I came up with a BG workout was first I actually developed some a different class completely, which was concentrating on helping nine to fivers. Uh, to overcome their daily sitting posture and their glutes not firing. So, if you and majority of you guys right now probably listening, you have a nine to five job or you sit in front of a computer or on a phone. So, from a lot, if you sit for a really, really long period of time, your glutes get deactivated and your hip flexors get tight. So, I wanted to help people unfuck their bodies and I started with a mobility class and I realized it wasn't hot right so it wasn't really doing that well but people were getting better so i I thought about it and i was like all right you know what what do women want with a current trend of brazilian what is it brazilian butt lifts and whatnot i was (laughs) like you know what kardashian (laughs) effect yeah so why 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 concentrate like on all these instagram unrealistic workouts and give somebody real substance And so I just created a, like a routine mix between functional training, some old school bodybuilding, uh, bodybuilding concepts, and some more of like physiotherapy based concepts. And I put it together and uh, I was like, you know what? I can help women get stronger Build their curves the way they want to, but most importantly, educate them about the str- uh, strength training because strength training uh, promotes mental strength. Mental strength promotes confidence. Confidence promotes better, s- better positive self-image, which exactly what every female wants because a lot of times in the social media or on a TV women getting, okay, you need to look this way, or you need to look that way, and you're too skinny, you're too fat, like, everybody has an opinion, and uh, I feel that every single female has a beautiful body, they just need to find and tune themselves up into the healthier lifestyle, so I just wanted to empower women to recognize the fact that they're beautiful, they need to love their body, They uh, just need to get a little bit stronger. And when you start lifting a little bit stronger and you learn how to activate properly and you don't only see the growth in your quads and you do like these crazy HIIT workouts and all these fat workouts and whatever it is, but you create substance over time and you gain that confidence. You're just going to be feeling so much better about themselves. And as you're feeling better about yourself, you will optimize your curves. You start to love your body and... You're just going to tell everybody else about this workout because you're just going to feel absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can testify. I I love your workouts. You already know this. Thank you. Thank um, you. And guys, like, go. You guys got to check out his workouts. They're so so good.
1: We we do have some guys coming out.
0: Yeah, the guys, girls, anyone who's listening, everyone needs to check out Nikita's workouts. Okay, so what is a big like the biggest difference, I guess, between BG workout and something like CrossFit?
1: You're putting me on a spot here. um so i do love crossfit and i'm not going to compare it to crossfit or i'm just going to compare it to the whole industry and I, i believe like a one mistake one big mistake that i see in the whole industry and how it getting marketed so we all getting bought in into the latest shiniest thing right and uh crossfit is absolutely amazing workout but i believe majority of people who go to CrossFit do not have the prerequisites of doing a CrossFit workout, which is mobility, so they get injured. If like you will in the physiotherapy like since I spent so much in the clinic, they were like, Oh, I got another CrossFitter or I got another CrossFitter or I got another Because they 'cause they don't have ankle mobility, hip mobility, so something has to compensate over time. And other workouts absolutely great, also like boot camps, but at boot camps it's concentrated on like fast paced and a lot of times people do jumping and ply and once again, they don't, they don't know how to move properly first or they don't have body awareness. And that's the big problem. So with our workout, the first thing I want to make sure, first of all, we do a workout barefoot. And the reason we do b- b- workout barefoot because we want to improve the dexterity of your foot to make sure that you create more balance and strength in your foot. Uh, it's just an example I give to a lot of people is like picture wearing mittens. Trying to type on an iPhone, you can't do it. Like you can't send out a text message. It's the same thing goes for your feet. Your feet weren't made to be wearing, really like shoes or you know especially pointy toe shoes. So that's a different topic. We're not gonna get into that.
0: Oh, he always gives me shit for those guys. <laughs> like uh, I'm like but used to it.
1: <laughs> but the whole idea is is create a body awareness, right? So in my work, uh, like in the BGW, right? We just wanna make sure that you create as much body awareness as possible. So you, we ask, I always start with this question, right? And you know it, what is your intention? And you can break it down, intention in two parts. First, why did you come to the workout? What are you trying to achieve out of workout? And while you're working out, do you feel in the right areas? And you have to ask these three questions throughout the whole workout. And the second portion is the word tension, is are you creating enough full body tension when you're working out? or you're just flippity-flopping during the workout, right? A lot of people don't come and pay attention to those small details and the form disappears. And we wanna make sure that the form takes precedence. And then when you have the proper form, you get better results. So I try to make sure to correct every single person in my class and my team uh, at least five to six times. So there has to be some kind of interaction, some kind of touch, fixing giving uh, a person feedback. So it's way more personal, right? Versus like a lot of times where you pack a class of like 30, 40 people and you just scream at them and motivate them and then you kind of work on yourself but there's no feedback. So I kind of tried to create a class in the model like how can I give a personal training session to a lot of people at the same time and not lose quality and I believe we're doing that.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's really smart. What are the biggest mistakes you see people making in the gym?
1: That's a nice question. Uh, So what you should do, you go to like Instagram and you type in gym fails. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Come on. Those are just like. (laughs) And you watch and have fun with it. (laughs) You'll see some crazy videos. Um, Okay. The mistake number one and probably the biggest one is people go to the gym without a plan. So people are like, oh, it's just a workout. Oh, I just found this workout on Instagram or I found this workout on the YouTube. Uh so it's just a one-off, right? But there's no purpose in the long term. So you have no idea how this is going to benefit you in the spectrum over one month, two months, three months, six months, right? So there's no clear goal. So I think that's the biggest mistake. So whether you work with a personal trainer or you're going by yourself or you go to a particular classes every week, you need to ask yourself, what am I trying to achieve by going to this class? What is my goal? And then you should talk to a person who's teaching the class, ask them, hey, this is my goal. Is this the best class that I should be coming to? And to be honest, the person who is teaching the class, if they honest and if they concentrate, you know, they, they do doing their due diligence, they might tell you, like, listen, my class is not the best class for you. Like, my class is not – and the people who will tell you, no, you got to come to their class, they're just not an honest person, right? Like, there's some people that come to my class and they go, like, hey, I want to achieve this. Is, should I be coming? And I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't think this is the best class for you, right, because I want to make sure that I – stay true to myself and my values right so having a plan is super important that's the number one mistake a lot of people just and i got at, at you in the beginning as well right because you you like doing classes what is your favorite class
0: nikita's one obviously. no 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 <laughs> it's okay
1: i know you but she loves boxing and i yeah. absolutely like boxing is absolutely amazing it's a great cardio right but I get on unsafe because some of the issues we need to fix are related to boxing, right? So Tight
0: back. Tight back, you know? <laughs> Sad so, posture. <laughs> but
1: it's okay, right? Because, and then we, we, uh, you got to ask a question. I'll use you as an example, right? Yeah. So if you go there for mental clarity, right? And release it, then like, and I, and I cannot, I'm like, okay, this is your safe space. I'll be like, okay, go, go do that. But then we got to double up on something else. Right. Because you need to have it in your life. But if you go like, hey, my goal is to fix my posture and I have to make sure I fix my posture. Like then we might have to cut something out. Right. And concentrate. Because once again, you got the best possible solution. Right. And then you kind of work around that. Uh, But yeah, second mistake is just a lot of people squat improperly. So I'd say like everybody thinks that a squat is the best exercise. Which actually is ultimate exercise, but people don't have the prerequisites and they just do it because they heard on Instagram or somewhere else and they end up getting injured. Like, so if somebody tells you that squats are bad for your knees, it's a lie. Squats are not bad in for the knees. Doing squats with a bad form is bad for your knees, right? So once again, if you're really, really tight, most likely you're not supposed to be doing Um, squats and probably the last thing in the gym I don't see enough people doing unilateral
0: work what does that mean
1: uh, unilateral work it means like lunges side lunges so like single leg stuff single leg stuff doesn't require as much mobility and it can help you to strengthen your body uh, and actually build your body very very nice especially lower body uh, for females especially right they try to stick to deadlifts and squats and lift heavier a lot of times and uh, but they don't do enough unilateral work so you don't have to if you have especially certain restrictions unilateral work which is single leg will help you to overcome those issues and probably the last thing and this is specifically talking to females uh, i'm not picking at anybody but you guys need to pick heavier waist uh, a lot of people get and pick like a five pound dumbbell 10 pound dumbbell and the body is absolutely amazing at how it can adapt and you need to challenge your body on regular basis like if you are in a relationship and you don't get challenged you never grow so you might have a boyfriend or a girlfriend who always agrees with you and you just start getting bored and you're like fudge why did i get into this relationship in the first place because you need to be challenged at work you need to be challenged to grow so with the muscles you also need to get challenged so you should either do more reps or pick up a little bit heavier weight And it's okay, you're not going to get bulky. Even men struggle to get bulky. So for females, you definitely can pick up extra weight and just challenge yourself five pounds. Then maybe next time, another five pounds. Maybe you stay this week on this like a 20-pound dumbbell, then the next week you become a 25-pound. It's super empowering knowing that you can lift heavier weights. And then if you play with your kids or you go on a hike, all of a sudden you feel, I can do this, I can do be stronger. A lot of females ask me, Can I do a pull up? I'm like, Obviously, you can, you, we can teach you how to do a pull up because you should be able to pull yourself up at least once, regardless of what you weigh, right? But it requires a lot of work. But you know how good it feels the first time you do a pull up? Absolutely amazing.
0: Maybe this is something you and I work on.
1: Yeah, we can <laughs> definitely
0: work on that. <laughs> It'll take really long, man. my upper body sucks. No, 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 no. <laughs> no.
1: But you see, that's another way. First of all, it might take long, but you shouldn't say your upper body sucks. What you say, you're just not as strong as in your lower body. Yeah. So you shift your mindset, right? So it's easier for you to achieve that goal.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fine. Next. Next goal. Like we're we've been working on plank for a really long time. Like. And you're good so plank. much stronger. Yeah. Uh, fine. Pull up is next. Let's 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 make that a All challenge, right. Nikita. All right. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to go back to the squat thing you said, where okay. like you said, people don't necessarily have like the right squat form if someone wants to improve their squat form, what are some of your recommendations?
1: Okay, so if you wanna improve your squat form, first, you always need to look at the ankle mobility. And if your knee, so, okay, picture this visual. You need to be on one knee, pretending like you're proposing to me, okay? And uh, you're facing the wall. Okay, And your foot is about one fist away from the wall. You with me? And you're going to drive that knee forward to touch the wall. Okay. But your heel cannot move off the ground.
0: I see. Okay, okay.
1: Right? And if your knee can touch the wall, whatever is in front, then your ankle mobility is good and you can definitely squat. But if your knee can't, can't even t- go to the, your toes, then your ankle mobility sucks, and most likely squat is not the best exercise, and you automatically should go to a single leg exercise because you still get, can get the same benefit but not do a squat. The thing is with a squat is it's a double uh, leg exercise. So if your one leg is weaker than another leg, right, then you will automatically uh, compensate all the time. But if you start doing unilateral work, which is a single leg, you can notice, oh, my God, my left leg is so much weaker than my right one. Or, and you still can do the same uh, patterns of a movement, right? And then if, you, so if you ask me three exercises for the lower body that you should be doing, uh, I would say a hip thrust or a glute bridge. Uh, absolutely important for acta- so squeezing your glutes. And I would always start with that before I start with anything else So because you would feel your glutes way, way more. Then I would do uh, side lunge, mm-hmm. and I would do either step back lunge or yeah, or a split squat. Those three exercises all uh, single leg, besides the hip thrust. But you can also can do a hip thrust with a single uh, with a single leg. They could give you more benefit than squats if you don't have the right mobility. And it's easy. I, I'm pretty sure Sif and I can record a video of like top five exercises that I would suggest to do if you are scared of getting under the barbell or you don't know how to squat properly where you could take unilateral exercises and build up very strong base in your lower body and get the curves that you want strictly by doing these five exercises and, and using a concept of progressive overload.
0: There we go. Video idea. So (laughs) that'll be on IGTV. Um, and also just as a side note, Nikita and I actually have recorded, um, an IGTV workout with like the, the booty circuit that. Yeah. We have a
1: signature, we have a signature BG, uh, glute activation circuit and uh, you just need uh, your body weight and one bend, Mm -hmm. and if you follow the step-by-step routine, it's easy for you in the comfort of your own home by creating body awareness and tension, you can actually tone up your glutes, but the only thing it requires is really paying attention and creating that tension, and because you use consistent muscle under tension, uh, I think the circuit is like, three minute round at the time yeah. and we'll do three rounds in a row so it doesn't take longer than 10 minutes but I feel those it ten, but oh you can boy really you feel really it. feel mm-hmm. it and you will definitely if you add something on top of it you'll be really sore but even if you don't add anything and you are not a vivid gym goer then next day you might be really sore
0: even the first time that I did it and I was like I I would work out regularly and I remember the first time I came to your class and I did that workout I did it with the lighter band too I didn't even go to the heavier band and I remember I was like near tears like halfway through the circuit (laughs) I was just it was oh my gosh I felt it so much the next day I'll never forget and I was like yep this is this is the real deal like it was such a good workout
1: Thank you, thank you. Uh and, and it's idea. That that's the whole concept that I introduced. Like I introduced functional movement, time under tension for the muscle. Like it's like a little bit of an old school bodybuilding stuff and it's just creating body awareness. A lot of people don't create so you can do the same exercise and not get results if you don't slow the movements down and don't bring the attention to the that's why I usually ask close your eyes. Yeah. Because you get rid of one of the senses and then you can really concentrate, visualize Like, your glutes are really firing or your glutes are growing or your glutes are getting smaller. Whichever one is your goal, as long as you really concentrate, you will get the right results.
0: So smart. Okay, so I wanted to ask something specific. So, you know when we work out together and you do that thing where... You like don't let you don't <laughs> let me take a break between okay. sets, and like we're doing strength training, but you're like keeping my heart rate up. Um, so talk to me about that approach as opposed to like traditional cardio. What are some of the benefits?
1: So um, there's a two types of cardio that people do, and I'll jump in regular steady state cardio. Uh, high-intensity cardio and how the boot camps work and what we do. So steady-state cardio is where you run, for example, on a treadmill for 20 minutes, right? And you run and let we'll say you burn 200 calories, right, within that period of time. So once you burn those 200 calories, nothing else happens to your body anymore. So your body just burns 200 calories and then most likely you'll go eat and then you, if you don't stay in a caloric deficit, you're not going to see a difference in your body, if you do stay in caloric deficit, then you'll probably start noticing. But it's not enough. So high intensity interval training, right, which is where you do in the boot camps or you do uh, when it comes to sprints, right. So a lot of people say do sprints. This is way more beneficial. Let's say you do ten to twenty rounds of twenty second sprints with a this uh, with a forty seconds rest. So now you create a maximum output, which makes your muscles work so much harder. You work in a different energy zone. Not only you get your heart rate elevated and it stays higher up, but you're also pushing yourself maximally. So after you finish that 20 minutes of sprints, you continue burning energy. So you continue burning calories and you're still getting more benefits. So that's why a lot of people prefer to do high intensity interval training versus doing steady state cardio because you will continue getting results still. Okay, so boot camps use the similar model, so they really, really push you so your heart rate stays elevated and you burn more calories, right? Because the more calories you burn, the higher chances, the skinnier you can get. The problem with that is a lot of people don't know how to eat properly after they burn a lot of calories and they go fill, fill themselves up on carbohydrates and sugar because their body starts to crave because that's what they're doing throughout the day anyways. And with the boot camps, a lot of times, what ends up happening is you don't have the right mobility. You you might get injured, right? So you need to have a little bit more movement literacy when you jump in into certain boot camps. When we, you and I train, so what I do is I give Sif one or two more difficult exercises, which are like compound exercises, meaning bending one or two joints at the same time and we work at consistent pace uh we don't care how fast we're going but making sure that she's working and paying attention to the details and then as soon as we finish these two exercises we go and do two other exercises which are much easier to perform don't require as much thinking or body awareness and we concentrate on you just whether it's a mobility work or just simply isolation exercise And the reason I don't give you any break is because I'm capable of keeping that heart rate elevated, but you don't have to concentrate as hard on a form, so it's not taking away that much mental capacity from you while still keeping that heart rate elevated. Because as we keep that heart heart rate elevated, and it comes down to heart rate variability, then you burn more calories, but you're only mentally concentrating on those one or two bigger exercises, and then when you perform easy exercises, there's no worry that you're gonna butcher the form. So you're still getting the benefit of every single exercise, but you don't need to do a burpee period to keep that heart rate up. You just constantly concentrate on the quality of the movement. And then because we don't take a long break and you continue going, the heart rate constantly stays steady. So you still burn more calories. And whenever you do any kind of strength training or resistance training, once again, just like in a high intensity training, you will burn more calories right after the workout for the rest of your day because your metabolism becomes f- much faster.
0: It's so smart. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm like huffing and puffing when we're doing this, but it, it works. And, like, I think there is less chance for injury uh, than in, a, I guess, another environment where you, you pushed yourself to, like, a different kind of level.
1: Yeah, and as, and as you and you notice, as you get better at every different exercise, we push you a little bit faster. Totally. And in the, in the thing, right? We'll, we'll incorporate in the, a little bit more challenging exercise and then... As your form gets better, we'll go like, okay, let's increase the weight or let's uh, bring a different exercise or combine this exercise with another exercise and then we'll still have two, three other exercises to follow through.
0: Yeah, it's it's really smart. Like I think it's something that people can even do at the gym if they don't want to do like traditional like sprints. It's like a different way of like integrating that like hit concept, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh, if you ask a lot of uh, power lifters, uh, they're like, there's a meme I think on Instagram too. Uh, goes, cardio, do you mean lift weights faster, <laughs> right? So, because a lot of people don't like doing cardio, but if you do keep sticks, that's why the break time, you know, a lot of people don't stick to their uh, break time and they like get on the phone and they go like talk to a friend or whatever. But if you stick to, say like 45 second break time and you put two, three exercises in a row and you concentrate on really good execution, then your heart rate constantly stays high up. So you are technically getting a cardiovascular workout while challenging yourself muscularly at the same time.
0: So smart. Okay. So we touched on this a little bit, but I wanted to talk about good posture. So, I mean, you're always, always like reminding me to sort of like stand straighter and like, we're always doing work to develop a better posture. So what are some things that people can do to improve their posture?
1: Okay, so first thing I'm gonna ask you, wh- so how many hours per day do you spend in front of a computer? A lot. <laughs> how many hours?
0: I don't even know. Like, I mean, it's probably eight at the very minimum.
1: So Okay, so basically you have a nine-to-five job. Yeah, essentially. All right, so everybody who sits, what do you do? What are we doing right now? We're sitting, right? Mm-hmm. So are we slouching a little bit?
0: A little bit, yeah. Exactly. And I'm just like, because you're here, I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, how straight can I sit? <laughs> it's so hard.
1: <laughs> exactly, right? So whenever we sit, what do you usually see? The most, uh, it's a caved shoulders, right? We always see cave shoulders forward, right, because we're ha- slouching. So we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. So always think, if you're slouching forward, the only thing you need to do is go into opposite direction, right? So first of all, if you sit all day, every 45 minutes, you should stand up and do some kind of spinal flexion extension. So spinal flexion is rounding up shoulders forward, spinal extension, bringing those shoulder blades back and opening your palms and looking up into the sky that's like the simplest thing you should be doing every 45 minutes to just literally unfuck your posture from sitting all day right uh i can actually record one video with you that would be very beneficial for everybody it's just kind of going in complete spinal flexion and then extension and you can do it at the chair like it's gonna take us like no time to do it Mm -hmm. and then you can share it with your followers like that's one i give to every single client that i ever see um But what I would suggest is working on a shoulder blade mobility, shoulder blade mobility and a cat cow stretch that everybody does in the yoga. Everybody should be familiar. If you wake up every morning and do two sets of 15 to 20 reps of cat cow, you will start noticing a great improvement in your posture that and another exercise you can google called seal rocks is basically once again spinal flexion and extension and you go through like 5 to 10 reps every morning i do that every morning regardless just 5 to 10 minutes and just do it consistently and you'll notice how much better your posture will become
0: so good really really good tips so what should some where or rather where should someone start if they're a beginner but they're committed to getting in shape
1: Okay, so first thing first, if you're a beginner and you don't know what you're about to do, you got to do ton of research. And then when you do a research, you need to make sure that you follow two or three people that you really like versus following 25 different people because you will get confused as fuck because there's too much information online and somebody will tell you a different diet different workout and you're not gonna know what's happening uh to all beginners who can afford uh training i would suggest getting a really good trainer because nothing really investing into your health is the the smartest investment you you will ever do unfortunately majority of people spend more time Figuring out what skirt or car to buy or a purse, than uh, figuring out what they should put into their body and how they should treat their body. Um, that's that's would be like the main thing is you got to find somebody to work with. If you cannot cannot afford somebody to work with, I would say start going to mobility classes. Any kind of mobility classes will create a solid foundation or strength training classes. It doesn't have to be, like. Pilates would be a good beginning. Uh, if you go to Pilates, that it should create a lot of functional bases and uh, help you with whatever mobility issues you might have or muscular imbalances you might have. Going Definitely CrossFit would be not the best thing if you're a <coughs> beginner. Uh, High-intensity training wouldn't be the best thing if you're a beginner as well. Um, I would say more intimate classes would be the best thing to go for if you can afford them because you will probably get more attention uh and other than that consistent movement of a like cat camel as i said um seal rocks right figuring out like a basic exercise that you can do at home and if you feel like you did two three six months and you're not seeing any difference then you should definitely reach out to somebody and seek help
0: Okay, so pivoting a little, let's talk diet. What are your recommendations for someone who's looking to drop a few pounds?
1: Okay. Um, I know you had some nutritionists on your your, your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, one most important thing, actually two most important things that you should know. If you want to drop a couple pounds or change your... Not, and I'm not talking about dropping pounds of weight. I'm talking about body fat. First thing you need to become aware of what is your maintenance caloric intake, and get into deficit. That's really important because so if you don't know what is your deficit and you're just eating, that's going to be a problem because you're just guessing, right? And the second thing you need to do improve drastically. The quality, the the nutritional quality of your food. So a lot of times people concentrate on calories, which is, yes, it's important, but you need to concentrate on micronutrients, so the quality of the food. So even the one biggest tip that I tell people, if you start eating one big salad every day for the rest of your life in the current situation that you're having right now, whatever weight you weigh, you just change that. So replace one of your meals with one big salad, you will guarantee to drop at least 10 pounds within three months. Just one big salad per day, that's where you got to start. But this salad, when I'm talking about big salad, is the one that you make for a family of three, but you eat it by yourself. And the two ingredients, one ingredient that everybody should incorporate is nutritional yeast. Why? Nutritional yeast is absolutely amazing it has so much vitamin B in it. It has different types of vitamin B. And it's if you like cheese, you would actually enjoy nutritional yeast because it tastes cheesy. And it's just flakes that could be mixed within your salad or w- within your rice or within your potatoes, whatever you like. And it will really give you that flado- flavor while giving you also nutritional value. Right, So nutritional yeast is absolutely amazing. It's like a little trick I use with all my clients. Also, uh, MCT oil. So MCT oil is is the health. It's called MCT stands for medium chain triglycerides, which is the easiest way to absorb fat into your system. And usually if you partner it up together with leafy greens, The absorption rate actually increases and it's so healthy and you need healthy fat that you will automatically start burning a little bit more calories. And if you don't eat too many carbs, then you'll be able to run off uh, fat, which is absolutely amazing. And you need healthy fat for your brain function, right? That's why if you 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 eat nuts, walnuts are amazing to eat because walnuts look like a brain right and for a reason because it helps your brain capacity
0: so smart and i think like it's it's really great that you talk about fats like healthy fats aiding yeah. with absorption because i mean nowadays thank god that whole like low fat dot da- like fat is dying out thank god but like so many people get just you know they'll go out for dinner or whatever and just get salad and no dressing or dressing on the side but it's just like okay if you're not pouring any olive oil in like your absorption rate is so much lower so i think uh
1: you know what the problem with that was is fat has the most calories right so people try to stay away from fat so if you want to really lean out one rule is you should not eat too many carbs with fat that's just not going to work well with you but and when i'm talking about carbs like processed carbs or starchy carbs Vegetable carbs, right, which is high in fiber, you can eat a lot of that together with healthy fat like avocado, olive oil, flax seeds, uh, chia seeds, you know, MCT oil, like you can mix that. So some people would say, I'll give you an example, you can go to a McDonald's to get a 1200 calorie meal, or you can have a salad that is also 1200 calories because one spoon of oil is... Uh, 140 calories, right? So if you put two spoons of oil to 80, right? You know, three spoons of oil, right? We're almost looking at 450, right? So 420, four, four mm-hmm. right? So that's easy. So I put two spoons of oil on every single meal to make sure so I get an o- a thousand calories from just oil every single time. But I pair it up with the vegetables and other stuff. So it's just the nutrient value needs to change. Like if you take out a little bit of carbs out of your diet and for some people they might be sensitive to dairy right so you take out carbs and dairy i'm not talking about don't eat carbs just make wiser choices totally and you increase the high fat value in it you'll start noticing how your body starts to regenerate itself
0: so smart um what are some mistakes you see women making in terms of diet
1: Okay, I'm a I'm a I'm a pick on uh, I'm a pick on uh, spin. So it's it's an easy easy one to do. So girls love going to spin, uh, and to be honest, spin is an amazing workout. But the one problem with the spin, you burn a lot of calories, and then because a lot of people eat carbs throughout the day when you burn such a huge amount of calories, it affects your blood sugar and your blood sugar drops because you went into your glycogen stores and you go like, I need some sugar in my, so people go and replenish that amount of carbs with a meal or usually what also happened with a high starchy meal, right? So they basically replenish it back with sugar, right? Which doesn't give them any results and a lot of times it's counterproductive. Yeah. And a lot of times they end up not eating enough protein or not enough nutrients. Right. So you basically don't repair your muscle. So you end up being catabolic catabolic stands for breaking down muscle and you're like, okay, I burn a lot of calories. I am supposed to be getting, uh, I'm supposed to be losing body fat, but then I went and ate lots of carbs, sugar based or processed carbs. And then I didn't get enough protein and I didn't get enough nutrients and basically I just broke down my muscle. so I lost some muscle and I ended up putting on more fat. Another thing that I noticed women do a lot, they think they need to eat less food. Big mistake, you don't need to eat less food, you need to eat higher quality food. So if, if you're a female who's living off 1200 calories daily, you probably making, I mean, unless you're like five five feet tall or five-two, right? But you're probably making a huge mistake. You need to make sure that you find out how much calories you need to eat per day and just get as many calorie-dense, high-nutrient food into your body. You, eating less doesn't necessarily equal out to better results. What it does, it slows down your metabolism. And when you slow down your metabolism, your body gets used to it and goes like, oh, okay, I don't really need food, so Whatever. Right. And um, they start actually not utilizing fat properly and the organs are not operating as well. So a lot of times when I take on like my online clients, right, I have to fix their regimen, fix their mindset, fix their microbiome first and actually give them a little bit more food, a little bit. And they're like, I can't eat that much. And I'm like, yes, because you're not used to eating healthy food. And then all of a sudden, a girl who might have been eating 1,200 calories now eating 1,600 calories and losing more weight than she was at 1,200.
0: Yeah, this actually happened. Like, when I started working with Nikita, he came over, and, like, we did this whole, like, nutrition situation. Like, I eat pretty clean, but I was just not eating enough. And so, like, he basically like taught me these like tricks to integrate more calories into my meals like add a little oil here and throw in some hemp seeds and I actually did lose more weight eating more than I was eating less just because I mean for me I was just I'd forget to eat my lunch or whatever but yeah like it it really does work so there's a lot of value in that and I like I reaped that value like firsthand so yeah guys like don't limit your calories to like 1200 or 1000 for no reason like it's just you're doing your body more harm than good really
1: don't you love food yeah man exactly right so you got to enjoy food so eating a little bit more like listen i'm in a different situation i eat 4000 calories a day which is a little bit unfair to a lot of people uh nice life (laughs) But um, I'm a continuously put on I train differently and my metabolic rate is really, really high because I'm so active. So I burn about thirty two to thirty five hundred calories per day. Right. So and I'm aware of it. So because I'm so active, like with teaching classes like BGW classes, right, the mobility classes, like training people. So the more active you are, the more you can eat.
0: Okay. Um. Related to this, where can someone find out how many calories they're burning? Like say you of course you can get like an Apple Watch or like a Fitbit or whatever, but is there like a, a way you can find out just online or anything like that?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of websites. If you type in into Google where and you usually go how to find out my ma- my maintenance stay, caloric maintenance, there's a lot of websites will come out and you can use um they are formulas, right? Uh, and it will tell you like you just type in your age, your height, your weight, and you tell you what your uh, how often you exercise, and it will tell you approximately how many calories you can use. Uh, an app like My Fitness Pal is a good tracking uh, device. I for because we're gonna be doing a BGW thirty day challenge, so I'm creating my own page where people will be able to type in their information. And they will know exactly how much they need. I haven't created that yet, but I just want to make sure that it's easier for people to uh, get the, that information. So once it's up, I'll share it with you as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's, that's a really good tip. Okay, what are three supplements that everyone should be taking?
1: So this is a very like touchy subject for a lot of people. So first of all, I say you don't need any supplements if you eat right. Unfortunately, majority of us don't have enough time, so we need to supplement with something. So I would suggest if you train a lot, uh, first thing, magnesium, because it will help you to repair your muscle, improve the quality of your sleep, and uh, decrease the soreness. Fish oil, right, because we need healthy fats. And I personally like glutamine, Glutamine uh, helps you with gut, gut, gut fauna. Uh, I yeah. thought for
0: a second you were gonna say Godfather. <laughs> I was like, wha- uh. I apologize. You know, I
1: have I have a, a little bit of an accent. So with a gut, gut, gut fauna, right? And. Uh, you, you're supposed to eat about 20 grams of glutamine per day. It will help you to repair your muscle as well as gr- improve your um, microbiome, right? Uh, for people who want to improve their gut health, uh, I would suggest eating more fermented food. So fermented food like kombucha, pickles, sauerkra- sauerkraut, uh, kimchi, right? If you can eat dairy then you get uh, kefir right that will really help you uh and probiotics like that's a good thing like you want to start healing your insides first so that would be very very beneficial as well it's not really a supplement it's just simple food right and then you can partner it up together with probiotics that would be definitely beneficial and if you're the type of person who struggles to get protein obviously you should get an isolate uh, isolate protein powder You can add it into your oatmeal. You can just have a shake on the go. I find one one of my quick tips for a lot of people who are busy entrepreneurs or like nine to fivers is you eat a good breakfast every morning and then you make yourself a smoothie to go. And my personal favorite is like spinach, blueberries, protein powder. Uh, I put a little bit of almond butter in it and... uh, and, that's, and maybe some MCT oil, right? So it end up being high-fat, high-nutrient, very little sugar, and you can drink that, get your 300 calories. It will get you to the time where you can get a, a meal later on, and then you're not going to be starving.
0: What protein powder brand do you like?
1: I do not like advertise different protein powders because different people have different uh, tastes mm-hmm. and i'm not signed with any brands or anything so i usually don't promote any of them i whatever i use is personally different from whatever majority of people would use my suggestion would be decide whether you <coughs> first of all lactose or not are you a vegan or vegetarian right do you concentrate uh does it need to be really good tasting mm-hmm. and then look in the ingredients like isolate powders are better. I would like to. If you buy any kind of powder, I'll give you one example. So it's a Canadian brand. Uh, I think it's Believe Supplements. They are third party tested, which is not a lot of companies are third party tested. So you can definitely uh, look into them, just from that perspective. But I would, because a lot of people put different stuff. I would tell you right now. If you're not lactose, New Zealand whey protein is one of the purest one. It comes from a, one of the best type of milks, which is A2 type of milk is the way how you collect the milk. So it's not, it's a little bit more expensive. but if you're not lactose, I would definitely tell you to look into New Zealand because it's probably one of the highest quality, proteins
0: amazing okay so last question if someone wants to see results fast what are your top three tips in terms of diet and working out
1: so i'll make it very very simple (laughs) consistency consistency and consistency right so that's the most important part but uh besides i'll give you the tips uh that i believe would be beneficial but i think the first thing is create a right mindset right uh besides i'm giving you like the tips of how you work out or whatever this is more important create a right mindset i think you should write down stuff in a journal uh, just like i make you and every other client of mine and write down your goals every single day so you stay in the right state of mind because a lot of times when we start working out we don't see results we kind of When the willpower windows away, you're like, oh, I'm going to reach for this. But if you write down in the journal and you track your progress, it definitely helps you out. So mindset is super important. The second thing is an accountability. So if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, sister, brother, a person you can go to the gym with, I think you guys should keep yourself accountable or uh, each other accountable and make sure that you check in like two check-in points. I do a a Monday check-in point. On Monday, I ask what happened on the weekend how did your weekend go and then how can we prepare for the week right and on friday i ask again how did the week go and what are we going to do for the weekend so i always kind of like hey don't fuck up <laughs> it's a reminder don't fuck up you know that's basically how we we go about it and then the next thing so it goes mindset accountability right and then consistency right the consistency so whatever you decide do not try to go, oh, I'm going to go five times per week, an hour and a half, you're going to burn out. You got to start easy habits. So half an hour, maybe, but every day at the same time, morning, evening, whatever, partner up a habit with another easy habit. So, you know, like, oh, I finished work, I automatically go to the gym or Every morning I wake up at 6.30, 7 a.m., automatically I go to the gym, then I have a breakfast. So I would say mindset, accountability, and consistency while partnering up with something else, you will will have more results than if you go intensely for one month, and then you're gonna burn out. That would be like an overall, I know I didn't give you any specific, but I think this is super important. Writing it down, taking pictures. Uh, Every week, take a picture to measure. Don't worry about the scale but take a picture and concentrate, okay, am I looking better or am I doing something wrong? And then just like if, when you're trying to build a company or make money, right? You always kind of go, okay, I did one week, did I improve? Did I do two weeks, did I improve? Three weeks, a month, do I see any improvement, right? If you're not seeing any improvement, you need to change something. And a lot of people don't understand that they kind of just continue doing the same old thing. So now, actual tips besides the strategy, uh, I'd say intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting would be a really good way to go if your lifestyle allows you to. So the best way to go is 16-8. So you spend 16 hours of not eating and then you only eat in an eight-hour gap. Mm-hmm. It allows you to utilize fat as an energy source more efficiently, meaning you're burning more fat. Uh, I would say the two most popular... Like two to three most popular times depending on how your work is you could go 11 to 7 where you eat that's your eating window or 12 to 8 or sometimes 1 to 9 right so your first meal would be at that particular time and your last meal has to finish in the evening usually you'll be able to get three meals and if you do intermittent fasting and you add that one big salad in your daytime you'll definitely see a huge difference For some people, it's not sustainable, right? So you can start it. Like when I do my online training programs, I'll start people for one month and then I see how they do. If it coincides with their lifestyle, then we can continue doing that. If it doesn't, then let's introduce different ways. But now we gave them a quick win. Quick win creates more happiness and fulfillment. So people want to keep pushing. So whenever you start your journey, you need a quick win. So whatever does, the quick win, and then you kind of have to change your strategy. Um, the next thing is definitely increase the nutritional quality in the vegetables, right? And I would stay say the third thing is uh, resistance training. So resistance training, even if you're not familiar with the exercise and the forms, is like progressive overloads, like extension machines, leg presses, right? Some of that basic stuff is pretty easy to do at the gym. You can look at the and just follow through, but it needs to be, okay, if I one week I did 10 pounds and I know I can do 15, then the next week I'm going to be doing 15. So to summarize, intermittent uh, intermittent fasting, uh, increase the nutrient quality and knowing what is your deficit, obviously, and then progressively overload the resistance while doing resistance training. Uh, It could be a body weight regardless, or you go to the gym, but you want to make sure that you progressively overload. And then the strategy is uh, mindset, accountability, and uh, consistency.
0: So smart. You guys, it's like full of tips. So yeah, (laughs) implement them. (laughs) You'll see the changes. All right, Nikita, let everyone know where they can find you.
1: ton of it with our trainers so it's going to be absolutely amazing you can follow my personal page which is all personal development training and a mindset which is nikita n-i-k-i-t-a underscore p-n-t-g-n stands for pentagon because the company's name that i first developed is called pentagon fitness you can also go on pentagonfitness.com we have a website for bg workout which is bgworkout.com And we also run a really, really cool movement uh, workout, which is another page, Instagram page, that you guys can follow, which is all about mobility and strength, which is called Move Strong Toronto. So it's a movement that allows you to overcome any issues, especially coming from sitting for the long period of time. And some of the BG concepts come from there as well.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Nikita wait do you want to receive a short email from me with exclusive content every week sign up to the icing and glutter newsletter and i'll send you my top five skincare secrets along with a weekly email with bite-sized tips and tricks giveaways recipes and so much more i'll leave the details in the show notes